1: Kia ora, good morning, and welcome into SENZ. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. So you start,
0: that's a great banger. Great tune to start. I know, oh, I can just see you sitting over there going, oh, here we go, another one of these.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> G'day, Kempe. How are you, bro? <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll tell you what, I was enjoying that too. Like, looking out the window here on the, uh, the Moana, and it's absolutely... Stunning up here in Yeah, must be this nice this morning. Yeah, Marty, um, there are songs on my that are better than that one. Carry <laughs> on. Sorry. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh what a what a banger that is, Rob. Good start to the day too, Rob. Don't you let Rick Dog get into your ears this morning, mate, and start putting on some heavy heavy I think they call it heavy blues rock, and Rick, that's what you call it. It depends
1: which band it is, Kempi. Yeah, yeah. We played some clutch while you were away, is he? Oh. You know, and, uh, and Kempi's like, is that thrash metal? I was like, no, mate, that's not thrash metal. I'll play you some thrash metal. That's not thrash
0: metal. <laughs> mate, I, I do like the odd rock heavy metal. Yeah. Um, You've seen the video circulating around on socials with uh, Alabama, uh, Georgia Tech. And uh, into Sandman mm. when they come to the stadium, hundred thousand banging college students just in the state. Oh,
1: that's, that's a good. There's some good ones out there. I must oh, admit. Hey, there's some, there's some great ones out there. Some, great some ones of your ones. <laughs> 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 anyway, Kemp is up north. Uh, he's he's managing uh, Casa de Kemp, uh, the uh, the the ranch up there. Um, how's how's it all going, mate? You got everything done you need to get done.
2: Uh, yeah, there's a, there's plenty to do between now and I'd say Christmas time. Actually, Rick, I've have, I have to come up here and spend a bit more time um, as the as the ground start to dry up. We've had some rain. I've got to say that you know, like all over the country, we've had some rain, and um, we I, I I don't know about you guys, got a bit, bit, bit excited because on Saturday I heard that there's a there's a bit of a drought coming and a bit of a warm summer coming. Now, won't that be different? <laughs> won't that be won't won't that ab- absolutely stand in here? And one of the things on Saturday morning when I was watching the All Blacks play and watching the commentators wipe the sweat from their brow uh, in France on a night time, like, you know, we've, we're looking forward to some sun. Um, and I think for me too, that game, I think I think the sun over there at the moment, I was just wondering, is he and I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but did we give ourselves enough time to acclimatise? Like, knowing that it would be up around 30 degrees, I was thinking, like, You had a little bit of time. Shouldn't you have gone over there a little bit longer, maybe spent another week and got used to that weather? Because even a lot of the socials outside the stadium, people are just dripping wet.
0: Mm. I know what you mean. Uh, They had two weeks in France. And from what I'm hearing is in those two weeks, it was nice, you know, mm. 20, 20 degrees, it was, um, you know, bearable, They were they were getting used to the nice warm weather and then during that week, towards the end of the week in Paris, it just bang changed and went to 30 odd degrees. So it's just the weather patterns at the moment, they're pretty un- unpredictable. As I can tell from being in Auckland, you get one sunny day and the next day it's torrential rain, you're, you're preparing for floods. So
1: it's a bit just, all over. I see the Scot- uh, mm. Scottish, the Irish team have said they're, they're happy to kick off at midnight mm. because of how warm it is. They're like, we don't mind, we'll play at midnight, it'll be cooler. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy.
0: But yeah, look, you can make f- for a case there, potentially just weren't prepared in, in that sense. And when you're playing in heat, yeah, Kim B would to play in the heat. Ricardo it is tough, man. I remember playing in Samoa in twenty fifteen, and it was just so muggy, humid, and hot. And the Samoans they loved it, and they actually nearly beat us over there. And we we're leading up to the World Cup. Well, that whole preparation when you're heading towards the game, from my uh, takeaways from leading into that performance, I just stay in the room. I stay in the room under air condition, and I was just I was just struggling to go out in the heat. You've just got to get out and embrace it. And, and get your body used to and climatising because for me, I made a, a horrible mistake. I stayed in the hotel under air conditioning and then I got out and I got shocked and it takes a while for your body to get used to that shock. So maybe there's a bit of that, but, but they're not, there's no excuses really. Um, they, they they didn't play too well. They got pumped off the park and uh, they kicked a hell of a lot and we've already had a message coming through from Dave from Caracas asking that question in regards to that. Uh, we'll get to that shortly because we got a big show coming up, boys. We're going to be talking rugby. We're going to be talking league. Uh, pretty dismal weekend it was, eh, Rick Dogg?
1: Yeah, it wasn't great. It's got to be said.
0: <laughs> so we'll do our best to, to, to uh, dissect all that. And we've got Erin Routl- uh, Routl- Routl- Routliff coming on, obviously winning her doubles over at the US Open. Over in Canada... Wow, since she was uh, uh, five years old, but she's flying the Kiwi flag. 2017, she made the shift back to New Zealand to represent us. That's so good. Jitka Jitcha Klimkova, obviously the football ferns head coach of the their team to head to Chile. And then we're going to be talking to Matt Todd. So uh, they've got their Storm week. He's up in Auckland, caught up with him for dinner last night. So we've got plenty coming up on the show, Rick, Doc.
1: We do. And uh, I've got a Who Am I for you as well. Remember, we've got these $100 Adidas golf vouchers up Ooh. for grabs. Get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz. Get away with golf. T's and C's apply. Here is clue one. I am one of three pro tennis playing brothers. I am one of three pro tennis playing brothers. That is clue one, double eight, double three, if you think you know who that is, a hundred dollar Adidas gift voucher could be yours. Are you, guys, are you guys ready? Ooh. You guys ready? Yes. I'm ready. One. Fight. Yes, Triple Threat, the three big questions of the day. We didn't have a show yesterday, so let's have a look at this. The ABs, they've got three very, very winnable games to sort themselves out before a quarter final. Will they get past the quarter finals, Izzy? Yes. Uh, oh, they'll get to the quarterfinals. <laughs> will they get past the
0: quarterfinals? Oh, look, it's a hard road. It's a hard road. they have got to focus on on this week, and the next week, and then the following week. Um, this week, they're taking on Namibia. We're potentially going to see some changes, or we might see a fully fit all black side um, that's going to that's going to go out there. Uh, look, look, I'm going to be completely honest here. I'll, I hate to say it, but I even I was like a little bit apprehensive about Italy. Mm. You know, like Italy aren't the easy beats that they once were. They've got a, a squad that has you know, won a couple of games in the Six Nations. They always got pumped every single week. Now they're competing. They get their backs up. They could potentially push. I can't see them beating the All Blacks, but I can see it be a pretty solid match. They make the quarters. They're probably going to take on South Africa. And I think it's going to be rather difficult to beat go. Right now. Yeah. Right now. From what I saw on the weekend, and this question from Dave about the pressure, you know, how do you adjust and adapt to the game plan when things aren't working? It's easy for us to say it, but when you're out there in the heat of the moment, she's difficult. They'll take a lot away from that. They, they just kick too much, Kempi. But um, my heart says yes, my head says no. Kempi?
2: Yeah, look, I'm watching that game on the weekend and... Listening to the commentators uh, talking about, you know, the French, they're getting tired and we're getting on top of them. I don't know what game they were watching, but I don't think at any stage were they getting on top of France. Um, And I actually thought that France didn't actually get out of second gear. You know, a little bit like the Warriors on Saturday night, Penrith um, didn't get out of second gear. And and just giving them back the football and staying, I, I don't know. The errors for me around the All Blacks. You no, know, they go to the quarterfinals and they probably play South Africa. Like as he said, they've got to get the fundamentals right. You know, they if they're going to compete against South Africa, Ireland, or France again, um, they're going to have to get the fundamentals right because you just can't keep one kicking the ball away but turning the ball over and giving penalties. Mm. And the other part of that for me is the and, and be interesting to get your thoughts on this. But the refereeing, like if you look at the refereeing across the World Cup at the moment, we. We're going to get absolutely slaughtered by the Northern referees penalty wise, mm. um, and if we've got you know that French kicker coming up, you look at England's game where they kick all their points, um, you know, and we we don't have that ability to to attack against those sides, and it's going to come down. I, I still think it's going to come down to a shootout. So yep. one thing one thing's for sure is he you pick your best goal kicker.
0: Mm. Yeah, look, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Definitely, can be There's a lot of um, talk pre this tournament how do we adjust and adapt to the northern referees the reality is that was uh, Yako Piper who has refed us plenty of times he's refed in South Africa, he's out of South Africa and we're still 12-4 on the wrong side of the penalty count so that's going to take a lot of accountability to the players and and themselves getting them uh, into positions where they're giving the referee an option to to penalise them and so look I'd love to blame the ref from this occasion but I'm not I'm going to blame the blame the players and their ill discipline. Uh, it's let them down, and we just didn't have any control. And before that first half, Kempi, I saw the French out on their feet, and I thought, okay, mm. we're going to we're going to come over. Coming into half, time, they absolutely looked absolutely romped them, mm. but we came out the second half, and and credit to the French team, they actually slowed it down. They played a game that suited them. They were starting to get frantic in that first half and trying to play the the All Blacks way. They went back to French rugby, slowed it down, played at their own pace, gave their forwards an opportunity to to get themselves back in the game. And then on the flip side of that, Ramos and and their team and the the opportunities that they did, they kicked better. They kicked a whole lot better and relieved so much pressure and and made the All Blacks uh, make bad decisions from their own ends. So... Yeah, look. I think there's a lot of accountability, but look, a lot of looking in the mirror this week, just saying, look, we need to be better, particularly from discipline. that that is just atrocious. Round two.
1: P, CNK, still a believer. He's still talking grand finals, but what
2: what went wrong in Penrith on the weekend for the Warriors? Oh, look, they just didn't they didn't go there. I I guess ready to to get into the arm wrestle, Rick. You know, like the the game when you look at the game on Friday night between. Um, Brisbane and Melbourne, it was played at a frenetic pace, you know, uh, right throughout. It was 8 0 at half time. They came out, Brisbane, in the second half and, and done a number on Melbourne, who just, you know, we've got to think about it too. Melbourne, Melbourne's got an Australian 5 8 and hooker and a Kiwi halfback So they've got three of the best players running their spine and they could, still couldn't score any points. Um, then we, we go to Saturday night and with the new halves pairing of Tomorrow Martin and Dylan Walker. We just couldn't get any field position, um, Rick, and we're coming out of our half all game. And we said that during the week, you know, like if you if you allow Nathan Cleary just to put on a clinic, go behind the likes of Fisher-Harris and Liotta, get his kicking game right, he had the, he had the benefit of the wind in the first half, they just kept him down there in the, in the back end of the football field. And I've been reading all this talk about Nathan Cleary getting a 10 out of 10, he actually hung up his boots at halftime. Hmm. If you go back and re-watch the game, he actually doesn't touch the ball in the second half till about the 20-minute mark. He was, just, he was just kicking it. And he'd he gone, mate, we've done enough. And then when he decided to get back into the game after 20 minutes, they go and put another couple of tries on, you know, and, and you can't allow that to happen. So um, I think they can get Newcastle this week. I think they can get Newcastle on Saturday. Uh, but we definitely need a change in the halves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we've, we've got a really fight for field position to give us any chance of getting some points on the board.
0: Just on that field position, Kimpy, when Tamairi Martin went into the halves area and obviously all week we were talking about who's going to control the kicking, who's going to control the, the kicking and, and how to get us into the right areas. With Tamairi Martin, all, every, everything I've seen, all I've seen from Tamairi was kicking. You know, all they did was kick the ball. So when you're solely focused on that, you can actually lose your other fundamentals, I felt. So Tamari Martin didn't really offer anything on attack and it just looked lacklustre from, from the outset. So my point to you, Kempi, just quickly, from the start, when they booked this private jet because they wanted to get home ASAP, well, if they were going over there to win, they don't need to get home ASAP. They've got a week off. So you can cruise home and get your bodies right and get your thing. So from, from the outset, you think about that a bit more. You probably went over there waving the white flag and saying, mm. Mm. potentially, we're, not, we're definitely not going to win this. And you can see it from that. From the outset, they were making just, just just errors that we haven't been accustomed to this year from the Warriors. So mentally, they weren't there. I, I found yeah. they, just, they just already waved the white flag and said, look, we'll, we'll get home and have a sold-out stadium and beat Newcastle.
2: Yeah, and that's a difference in it. Is when you're mm. going into those next, them, them games, when you're playing regular rounds, and you go into semis and finals, you actually have to make the step up. I hear mm. you about the playing stuff, you know, like changing. One of the I always remember as a young coach. One of the the um, biggest lessons I learned was that not to change things. Mm. You know what I mean. So it was up to the players to go right. We've got here now. It's all about that motivation to get them to take that next step, but don't change the environment around them. Um, yeah, they, look, hurry up and get home. You need to recover. They get an extra day up their sleeves from Newcastle, um, but Caelan Ponner in Newcastle, the way that they they did what Cronulla couldn't do on Saturday night, they they toughed it out and they mm. got that win in the end uh, against a Canberra side that was pretty desperate. So, but it's going to be a good game. I think we can still get him. Uh, oh but yeah. Penrith, get up Penrith the and the bron- Pen- Penrith and the Broncos. <laughs> If we going to that game against the Broncos, um, we need to be a hell of a lot better than we were against Penrith.
0: Just, just on that can be like, <sighs> I can't see anyone beating Penrith or the Broncos. They're on another level. That, that's our
2: grand final, isn't it? Oh. That, mate, they, 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 everyone's saying... Like, well, they cannot see anyone else in the final after the weekend other than Brisbane and Penrith. And wow. the worst thing about it, they're going to be fit in mm. two weeks' time. So they're going to have their best teams out. You know, the Roosters, they play this weekend. They haven't even got a back line. We're struggling with Sean Johnson. I don't know if anyone um, saw it, but Dylan Walker got, got taken off with about um, 10, 10 to go because of a foot injury. So that's the problem when you're playing games and injured. Um, you're up against Brisbane and Penrith at full strength when you meet them next week. Round three.
1: Champions can define themselves with how they carry themselves after a loss. Now, Israel Adesanya hugging Sean Strickland, holding his hand up, calling him the champ before the decision was even made. For you guys, what does that say about him? And will he get his belt back, Izzy?
0: Um, yeah, I know. We, we're going through this. Oh, lucky. Oh, I don't mind it. Sportsmanship from, from Izzy and, and something that's different from Izzy. You know, he's always been you know, outgoing and pretty vocal with his comments. He knew he lost it. I just think he meant he wasn't there. Everyone was riding Strickland mm. off. Everyone was riding him off. I just had this little you know, when you're the when you're the hunted and you're not the hunter, man, it's a different mindset. If you're just not there by five percent, you could just well, you know, just just go through the motions throughout that performance, and when he got dropped, mate, I was like, "Holy Izzy isn't here!" So Sean Shawn mate, he went in with the plan. No one, everyone, read him off. Worked hard. He had that Philly boxing kind of style, and he was really tight with his game. And when it, when it counted, he, he stepped up. So from fiz- uh, Izzy's point of view, I think he can come back and fight again because his back's against the wall, and everyone's throwing doubt out mm-hmm. there. And when, when people are doing that, it's easy to come back and, and perform. But when you're constantly, like, oh, Daniel Cormier put up a tweet of all the UFC's, his headlines. I think it was like a full page, like 20-odd UFC headlines. He's tired, the old champ, so I could see him coming back.
2: Kempy, Yeah. Look, the biggest upset in history, Rick Dog, when you mm. look at it, and it was up against the guy, Strickland, who had nothing to lose and went in there and said, well, I'm going to have a fight. And 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 we got told on Friday about his stand, you know, his style is to stand there and throw punches. And Izzy's he's he's right, Israel um, Adesanya, mentally, just I think what he thought was he's just going to go in there and box and do his own normal thing, and win this win this fight. And he got caught. Mm. He got absolutely caught. And you're looking at him going, mate, you haven't prepared for this fight. You've got someone who doesn't want to lose, which is the worst person you can come up against. Um, who who Who's got nothing to lose, and of course you've got everything to lose. And I think that's the the case with Israel Adesanya. He's lost everything, mate, and he needs to really knuckle down. It's a, it's one of those um, one of those stories, those fighting stories, where the preparation and the mentality to get your mind in the right space just didn't never happen. And then Sean Strickland come out there and absolutely nailed him, mate. And good on him. Good on, because because this uh, this not an upset. This is the biggest. Uh, I mean, the, I, I'm waiting to see everyone's chits that um, back. Izzy he, you know, hands down to get two hundred twenty thousand.
0: On one punter put on him to win to make thirty thousand. Um, unbelievable.
2: They would have got Ooh. they would have got cleaned out. The TAB be the happiest people in the world <laughs> on that one because they well, would have got riveted on.
1: Izzy he? Honestly, Paul might be getting a pay rise after the all blacks, the Warriors, and Izzy Addison you're all losing the same weekend. I mean Well geez. they had they had
2: a, they had a special for that one didn't they? I think it was a, a nine dollar um a nine dollar bet that one if the three of them won. They should have <laughs> one for the three of them
1: losing. And Lugata oh, me. Oh, yeah. Don't start. Well, don't start there. There you go. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe with breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Keeping you healthy this spring. When we come back, Daniel McCarty joins us out of Lyon.